In the last episode, I talked a little about the cultural reality of polarization. In today's episode, I want to share some words of wisdom about it from Marilyn Robinson. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, Senior Pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you as always. In the last episode, I talked about a few recent events that got me thinking about uh, the cultural dynamic of polarization in all kinds of different ways. And um, one of the things that had me thinking about it actually was an essay by a favorite author of mine, Marilyn Robinson. This is from a collection called The Death of Adam. And I actually uh, went to this essay for an episode, I think it was last week, and lifted up a quote I love from it. Uh, Excuse me, I lifted up from an essay in this collection. The essay is called Puritans and Prigs. For what it's worth, and this may be relevant, that essay was written in 1996, okay? So long before the internet or social media took off or anything like that. But, and she, and she connects it, as I, you will hear in a minute, to the thinking of Puritans and the theological thought of John Calvin, um, thus the name of the title Puritans and Prigs. Um, but in it, she's really talking about, and she says at one point, Uh, I think they are, she's talking about different dynamics, they are related as two manifestations of one phenomenon of social polarization. So she's talking very specifically about social polarization all the way back in 1996. And I want to just lift up a few um, thoughts from Marilyn Robinson back in the 90s about this that I think are instructive and maybe helpful for us to just reflect on and sit with and think about in our own day and our own time. And this is in 2022, of course, when I'm taping this. So she says, uh, among other things, um, I think that our angst and our enemy have meant to us that society has gone wrong which means that other people have harmed us. This is, by the way, she doesn't necessarily believe this is true. She's saying this is what we maybe sometimes believe. Uh, Other people have harmed us. And the corollary of this notion that our unhappiness is caused by society is that society can make us happy, something she absolutely would disagree with. Uh, society, society can make us happy or remove the conditions that prevent us from being happy. And then this, she has so many powerful quotes. And if the obstacle to collective happiness is believed to be other people, terrible things seem justified. And I think here, the example of the 20th century actually is a great negative example of that, where if, if other people are preventing my happiness, well, then we just get rid of those other people, whoever those other people are. <clears throat> anyway, um, she goes on to say, and this is again one of the, I think, helpful thought experiments for us. She's talking again about polarization, about other people, how they're wrong, I'm right. And she asks the question at one point, whether what we're interested in when we get into this dynamic of polarization is actually convincing other people or persuading other people, or the reverse of that, are we interested in ourselves being convinced 
or persuaded by arguments other than our own? Or are we simply trying to uh, persuade ourselves or be confirmed in our own prejudices, right? And she says, um, these individuals can only experience virtuousness as difference. They do not really want to enlist or persuade. They want to maintain difference. And all of her thought is, is theological at some level. Um, and she goes on to say, it's my bitter thought that they, have made, that they may have made a fetish, uh, an idol of responsibility, a fetish of concern, of criticism, of indignation. And I read that and I think of social media. I mean, do you know anyone? Or again, I think this is helpful for us to reflect on ourselves. Or you have you yourselves made a fetish or an idol of criticizing others, of being indignant with others, right? To the point that you really are simply trying to maintain, as she says, that difference rather than try to maybe hear the other side or listen to what another person has to say. I do think, I mean, social media has done a lot of wonderful things for us. We're using it in the, with these episodes, but that's one of the traps of it. It sort of makes us sort of celebrate our indig indignancy and our criticism of other people, I think. Again, I'm happy to be corrected on this. Feel free to be indignant with me if you would like in the comments below. But I think what she t wrote about all the way back in the 90s is even more true today. And I think it's worth, as Christians, that us thinking about it. Another thing, and then I'll get, this is sort of the second to the last thing I want to read. She connects this now to Calvinism or Puritanism. Um, I have not yet found a Puritan whose Calvinism was so decayed or so poorly comprehended that he or she would say to another soul, I am within the circle of the elect and you are outside it. But translated into the terms of contemporary understanding and into the terms of my narrative, the narrative in this essay, that is what this woman said to that man. That's a particular incident I don't need to go into. Uh, but so again, she's saying no Calvinist, no Puritan would say, well, I'm saved by God. Clearly you aren't, at least one that understood their theology correctly. And yet, in a way, in the way that our, our society is polarized so much, that's what we do all the time societally. Well, you're wrong. You're damned in technical theological terms. I'm saved. Um, it's not a particularly humble approach to life. Let's call it that. Um, <clears throat> and so that brings us then to, I'm summarizing a whole lot of things here, not particularly well. Again, I would commend the essay to you, Puritans and Prigs by Marilyn Robinson. But let me close with the words of John Calvin himself, who is sometimes not uh, thought of as the most loving person. <clears throat> and that's part of the point of her whole book, actually, is that she thinks he's misunderstood. This is John Calvin's words himself from answering the question, who is our neighbor? Uh, which again, for those of us who are Christians, I think this is appropriate to think about in the context of a highly polarized culture where that is a question that we often ask. I say, John Calvin, I say, we ought to embrace the whole human race without exception in a single feeling of love. Here, there is no distinction between barbarian and Greek, worthy and unworthy, friend and enemy, since all should be contemplated in God, not in themselves. And he goes on then to say, when we turn aside from such contemplation, it is no wonder we become entangled in many 
errors aside from contemplating other people in the light of God's love, in other words. And then he finishes, Therefore, if we rightly direct our love, we must first turn our eyes not to people, not to men and women, men, men and women, the sight of whom would more often engender hate than love. We can all think of times when someone else makes us crazy, that we are angry at them. You know, that's a human notion or a human feeling. But when we, we should turn, must first turn our eyes not to those individuals, um, but to God, who bids us extend to all people the love we bear to God, that this may be an unchanging principle. Whatever the character of the person, we must yet love him or her because we love God. I, I don't know if that is helpful or not, but as I was reading this essay again in the last week or two, again, I was just struck by how um, contemporary and pertinent it felt. And um, as Christians, I think we always have to check our own emotions, our own feelings, and remind ourselves, as Calvin appropriately reminds us, that we are called as people who are sharing God's love with the world to see people to the degree we can through the eyes of that loving God. And I pray today that we can do that maybe just a little bit better. As always, thanks for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm-hmm.